Alright, and we are officially live. Hey guys, this is Brad and Mike from Dallas Geek. And for those of you who did not see our post about this um, yesterday, actually, uh, sorry for the slightly late notification, um, we are actually going to be talking today about our time at Fan Expo Dallas this year. Mike? Would you go over with Vinny Velasquez or, I don't know, Griffin Canning if you needed a uh, spot starter for your fantasy team? Um, this is fantasy baseball talk, right? No, no, no. I, to be fair, I was actually going to ask, is that some new anime character? Well, let me just let me put this down. Okay, so what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we? Uh, we are talking about, um, you know, everything Fan Expo. Yeah, you know, the thing that we did last weekend. Anyway, Mike, uh, while I try to finish fixing our little interface so we can actually see if some, anybody's trying to send us comments, uh, do you want to give everybody the overview on what happened at Fan Expo? Yeah, um, okay, just not fantasy baseball, right? Okay. No. Okay. No, no, wrong nerdy thing. Okay, right. Yes. Yeah, Remember, you're nerdy. You're, you're the sports nerd here. I don't know if sports and nerds can be classified in. You have uh, an event that a ton of people get together for this pop, you know, popular thing. They dress up like their favorite characters and then pretend to uh, be them for random periods and support their broadcast. What the heck would you call that? Okay. Yeah, you kind of got me there. Oh, and fans spend an inordinate amount of time caring about other people's lives within this thing uh, to a, a, level of, a, a level of obsession that you usually reserve for Trekkies and Star Wars nerds. Yeah, I are, are, you, are you really saying that uh, fantasy sports people aren't exactly nerds? I kind of don't really have a counter for any of that. That's my point. Yeah. So, uh, you want to get into the overview, please? Yes, I do. So, uh, last weekend was Fan Expo Dallas down at the convention center downtown. Um, we had a lot of fun. Uh, they were gracious enough to give us press credentials for this one. So, this was our first uh, expo that we got to be credited press, and we had access to everything and yeah, basically anything. Which, uh, um, I will say, uh, just like last year, I... I we do really want to thank uh, everybody over at Fan Expo Dallas. Uh, if it hadn't been for you guys reaching out to us uh, back in the fall for Dallas Fan Days uh, and then continuing to let us come and cover the expo this year, uh, I honestly don't know if it would have been this, as much fun as it was for us. And, and, um, and liking the stuff that we do. Yeah, you guys were just amazing to us and uh, we will continue to be grateful for uh, being brought in to such a, an awesome convention. So, um, and you know, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep giving you guys good content. Hmm? Yeah. And we won't make total fools of ourselves. Yeah. Um, don't know if... Uh, Although we will make our friends cry. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if we're allowed to uh, name drop her right now, but Dana, uh, thank you. Well, you just did. Eh. Dana, thank you. You're awesome. Uh, and of course, Andrew. Um, the 
awesome VP of Fan Expo HQ. Uh, he was nice enough to, to take time out of his busy, busy, busy day to do a quick interview with us talking about yep. everything that everyone had to look forward to. Uh, and when I say busy, he literally met us, we did like a five minute interview, and they ushered him away to go take care of something else. And that something else was a radio interview because, you know, why stop at one or even two interviews for the day? Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure he actually came to talk to us from another interview. Yeah. So, yeah, no, uh, Andrew Moyes, uh, one of the great guys uh, whose hard work is the reason why uh, fan expo conventions are able to even happen in the first place. Why is my chair shorter than here? Well, you can raise it. It's about to lower mine, but then I just realized yours comes up. There we go. Ha! <laughs> I was like, so, I'm not that much shorter than you. No, no, you're not. Um, but that's kind of whatever. No, so that's uh, the first thing that we got to do. We got in there Friday. We immediately went to do the interview, and then they were just kind of like, cool, so press gets you basically into anywhere, gets you in 30 minutes ahead of time. Um, go have fun. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, sadly, um, I mean, we walked around a lot. Yeah. Which wasn't fun, but... Mm, not for you. You and your poor, poor knees. Back. And ankles. And just general body, you know. Yeah. But I will say, um, the one downside to press credentials at most of these conventions is just because you get press access um, doesn't mean that you actually get access to any of the big name guests, uh, which, which is... It's probably the biggest thing that we've learned getting into these yeah. is that all press access means is you get slightly better access to convention resources uh, than your average person going around trying to do this on their own dime. Mm -hmm. um, but even then, you are still begging, pleading, and trying to schmooze as many... Uh, PR reps and personal managers as possible to get anybody that is of recognizable status to say yes to, talk, to talking to you. Um, which, you know, that, that's just what we do. And, and honestly, we are, we are getting better at that. Yeah, um, unless you just kind of happen to dumb luck into running into somebody and they're like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, like uh, probably one of our, like Michael's interview of the weekend, uh, no. Dylan Shruzen. So if the last name sounds familiar, uh, that would be because the world-renowned movie artist Drew Shruzen, the guy that has been responsible for making uh, every recognizable movie poster for the last, what, Ever? three decades, four decades, uh, give or take plus, uh, before that, uh, some of the most recognizable um, uh, album covers uh, in, in, in during the 70s yep. and 80s. Um, like this is a guy that if Spielberg did it, if Lucas did it, mm -hmm. or if uh, any if either one of them produced it. Yeah, if they were attached to it at all, or uh, if it was considered a major classic yeah. from the last like half century Pretty um, much. he probably did the poster for it and um, there's about an 80% chance he did the poster for it yeah yeah so 
Dylan is Drew's wife, and she actually uh, was there promoting her uh, newest true crime novel uh, that she had worked um, tirelessly for over 20 years to be able to get this thing together. And when the book comes in at over 600 pages and it's a part one, you know that a lot of time was spent on it. But to be fair, uh, from what I was able to get through the book so far, uh, it was really impressive, honestly. Um, I can't wait to be able to find time to actually read the full thing. Um, I, I got the I got to get through the highlights of it, and Dylan filled me in on the rest of the details. And um, yeah, I really do want to try to find the time to get through this whole thing because it is absolutely fascinating. Um, and for uh, the Drew Struzan fans out there, he not only did the cover art for the book, but he actually did illustrations to start every single chapter in the book. Um, and I mean, if the story itself, uh, being of one of the great American gangsters who took organized crime in America out of the hands of the Italian Mafia and actually Americanized it, isn't enough of a pull for you, uh, then honestly, the hell are you doing? <laughs> that is just awesome. You can swear, but I can't. Hell's not a swear word. You and I are going to talk later. Because <laughs> that's some... You know, I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, hey, if it, if it can be said in PG-13 movies, it's safe. I get one F-bomb every PG-13 movie. Mm. Yes. Yes. Family-friendly PG-13 movies. We'll, we'll, we'll go there. So I can dismember somebody with a dinosaur, but I can't drop an F-bomb. I mean, if you have a dinosaur to dismember somebody with, sure. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, okay, so, oh hey, Kyla. Uh, she does. She does. <laughs> That's true. Kyle is getting on to me now too. Uh, so we can just send Maddie after her again. Well, to be fair, she's backing you up on this, so you you might want to be nice to her. Uh, she's she's telling me that. Uh, when she goes after her kids in class that she gets on to them about saying hell. Right, well. I get that, but so, we can still send Maddie after her. Just sorry, for, Kyla. For my I'm, comic sake. <laughs> we love you, uh, or at least I love you. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike's Mike. <laughs> it's true. true. So, anyway, um, yeah, so what else did we get to do for the convention? We made Kyla cry. <laughs> yeah, Kyla's not liking that. Uh, but yeah, to be fair, we did. Uh, well, sorry, you did. I just recorded it. Yeah, that was funny. Sorry, I I had no... I did not contribute to the planning, but I yeah, I, I totally enjoyed the execution. But when he found out, he didn't stop it. So that makes you an accessory. Yeah. At least I'm pretty sure that's how the law works. Um, <laughs> uh, Kyle's mom's coming in on it too. <laughs> I have no shame. Shame, child, please. Um, no, so that was, so Friday was, um, Friday was a bit of a hectic day because we got in there and we had to immediately hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, we had to scout out what we wanted to do. We had the game plan for the, for the entire weekend. Um, 
and then Saturday comes in and we got to do a little bit more kind of roaming and a little bit more exploring. Yep. Um, we got to go talk to the people at the Ripley's booth, which yeah. is pretty cool. Ripley's, believe it or not, uh, yeah, they actually had a booth uh, at Fan Expo. Um, if you live here in Dallas, you've probably seen that they actually have a location here in Dallas as well. Yeah. Um, and some of their stuff did come from that location. Uh, some of it came from their uh, LA location, uh, which was really cool because they had um, Luke Skywalker's original lightsaber uh, from the first movie, uh, Indiana Jones whip um, from Last Crusade. Yeah. Um, the hoverboard from Back to the Future too. Yep. Uh, they had some shrunken heads, which uh, when we actually put out the video from the interview, uh, you guys will get to see th uh, that uh, they actually got to explain how the shrunken heads were made to Mike, uh, which he uh, thoroughly loved. It was a big, it was, it was gross. <laughs> it was gross. Um, and then they had, the, uh, maybe your the, favorite the, item the there, uh, a giant ball of hair. And by giant, I mean, uh, what they say it was like 160 pounds. Yeah, yeah, like been growing for like over a hundred and something years. Think oh. the size of the giant beach balls that are tossed around at uh, EDM concerts, and it's about that size, but hair, like pure hair. And you contributed to it. Yes, I did. Although to be fair. Uh, I, I had the picture of my contribution was my typical, uh, completely dorky, unprepared. Uh, you are so. You very much do personify that. It was a thing, you know, with some stuff. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Yes, uh, Mike absolutely got molested by a puppet. I did. To be fair, uh, that was kind of my idea, kind of Kyla's, uh, and it was awesome. Notice how this is never my idea. And? Just I see no problem with this. I know you don't, because you're not the one getting molested by a puppet. I have no problem getting molested by a puppet, You're, but you're the one that gets creeped out by it, so we put you in there. There's situation. nothing natural about it. You're, you're saying... Tell you're, me Bert and Ernie aren't serial killers. Wow, I've heard a lot of theories about Bert and Ernie. That's never been one of them. Granted, oh. I've heard that theory about Oscar the Grouch. Well, everybody, but everybody knows Oscar kills people. <laughs> Have you seen his demeanor? <clears throat> I'd kill people too if I lived in a trash can. Fair. Fair. You want to get us back on the rails? Yes. Uh, so, puppets. Uh, so yeah, uh, that was another big thing from Friday. Our good friend Hector. And Saturday, a little bit, and, and then Sunday. Sunday. Uh, so Hector uh, from TG Comics uh, down in Austin, uh, he had with him this year three awesome puppets. Um, of course, Raz, the, uh, the blue fuzzy, uh, wonderful monster that uh, you guys got to see the video from uh, last fall's fan days um, for and that he was always a good addition but yep. then he had two new additions uh, one who I German tr 
control thing. German Yoda. Basically. Sure. Um, like if uh, the Fraggles got dumped in a vat of radioactive chemicals, uh, it's probably. Did you just say the Fraggles? Yeah. <laughs> like that's probably what what you, we would have come back with is this uh, this other puppet. Um, and then. <laughs> And then uh, another uh, creepy clown that didn't have a name yet, but was very fond of Mike. He will haunt my damn nightmares. And he uh, he liked you. Yes. He really sad. liked you. He sang to you. Mm -hmm. He did. A bit. And did things I can't, to you. I can't, yeah, I was about to say, I can't show anybody on the doll where he touched me because he is the doll, but, you know. Here. No. Um, but yeah, so uh, what else? Um, blah, 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 blah. What else did we do? So we did... Uh, that isn't our normal <laughs> dumb crap that we do. I mean, we, we got a chance to go uh, have another proper interview with Dee. Uh, you know, uh, another solo interview with just her uh, that's better quality than what we were able to do last fan I don't know if it was better quality because I was the one that was talking to her. Well, the final version is going to be a better quality than that because uh well we actually knew what the hell we were doing this time it's true and uh, i actually know how to edit properly now but so it got that's super awkward thing. super fast but i mean but that's like most of our interviews i think it's just me eh. yeah. anyway uh, we um to, we got to talk to shane finally we, we finally got to talk us uh, I, I would say sit down but more stand and talk to shane yeah. uh in his absolutely badass uh little black box light setup that he had at the convention. Um, it was this thing that was inspired by this uh, video game, music video mm -hmm. uh, concept, and he actually created the more or less real version of it yeah. and took it to Fan Expo and got people's pictures in it. It was pretty sweet, yeah. It was really awesome. Wish I could have um, gotten some headshots on it. Update that portfolio of mine. Next time. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, if you put the effort to make it, I highly doubt he's not going to bring it out again. Right. Because um, it was kind of awesome. And everybody that was getting pictures with him seemed to love it. Oh, so. yeah. You know, like, this thing... <laughs> like, I thought his test uh, his test shoot with um, old Jack Burton uh, was pretty awesome. But I think his it was either his first or second official... Uh, published photo from the convention with um, oh I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name uh, but he was one of the feature cosplayers there that uh, had just this giant uh, suit of armor yeah. that he was wearing um, that was pretty cool his, his uh, photo was probably my favorite so far because it even though he barely fit in this uh, box and it was a big box yeah. but this guy's armor was so massive he barely fit um, it still came out looking amazing. Yeah. Um, we got to talk to Dalen again. Well, I got to talk to him. You missed that. Yep, yep, yep. He was in proper Aquaman garb, not, not mild-mannered Arthur Curry Fisheries. What was it? Fisheries and Aquatics Manager, I think. Do we still have the business card? Because that would be hilarious if we did. Yeah. We do, actually. That's really funny. Um, so he was in full Aquaman garb. We got to talk to... Charlotte and Andy, friends of the show, we got to talk to, we got to talk to a lot of people this weekend. Um, yes, I actually have a, uh, we've gotten way, here we go. 
<clears throat> Executive Aquatics Arthur Curry, Executive Aquatics Management, Inc. Yeah. Uh, he is... Sustainable he's, Fisheries Consultant. There it is. He was, yeah. So. Um, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, that was great. He brought out the actual Aquaman. He brought the Trident out. Um, God, who didn't we talk to is a better question this week. That was past weekend, I should say, because we talked to everybody. Um, the cool thing that you missed... Yeah. We got to talk to some dudes that were dressed up as Rick and Morty from the universe where William Wallace won. So they were in full William Wallace Braveheart Rick and Morty guard. <laughs> uh, that was fantastic. They were in shorts. Sure. He had the long blue Rick hair with the braids in it like William Wallace. They had the William Wallace face paint. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. That was actually probably one of my favorite kind of, I guess, original cosplays that I saw this weekend. I mean, there were some uh, pretty awesome originals, uh, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, no, that that was, looking back at the interview for you, it, 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 they looked pretty awesome. But yeah, we got to talk to, we talked to everybody this weekend. Everybody that we know that we're friends with, we talked to. We got so many people on camera, we made new friends. I, I was just saying that randomly. I was like, do you have somebody specific in mind? I mean, I got an like... eight-year-old that was dressed as Pennywise the Clown to scare the bejesus out of one of our friends. Well, yeah, but that's Maddie. Maddie's just awesome. Right, yeah. So I would say that now that we've shared that experience of making somebody cry, <laughs> I think we're friends at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys have never heard of Maddie, uh, she is probably one of the youngest featured cosplayers uh, around Dallas-Fort Worth, and she's just awesome. Like... The level of commitment that she puts into not just the costumes, but the performance once she puts them on is very impressive for uh, someone her age. terrorizing everybody on Saturday. Yeah. That was the best. Yeah. yeah. No, her, when she her Pennywise is one of the best. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, so that was Although a Speaking of, of Pennywise, uh, <laughs> so one new friend we actually did make, uh, although sadly we did not have a, an opportunity to stop and talk to her. Um, Megan, uh, yes. from, uh, yes, 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 yes. was it, uh, Isla Cosplay? I think so. Here. That's how I right. my phone. Keep talking. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so <laughs> she, every time we've interviewed one of our cosplay friends, and they've talked about their friend Megan, who is just absolutely kick-ass with, uh, costume making, this is the girl they're talking about, um, Isley. Isley Cosplay. Uh, go follow her on Instagram. Uh, go for the gram. Absolutely worth your time. Like her costume making ability is, it, it is beyond impressive. So uh, yeah, no, I would have to say if you are gonna uh, follow somebody new, you should follow her. Um, I'm really sad that we never had a chance to be able to uh, track her down to talk to her uh, after I finally officially met her and uh, had a chance to talk to her on Friday yeah. because um, on Friday she was dressed up as Pennywise uh, and had just, oh my gosh, uh, one, one of the most impressive uh, demon Pennywise faces going that I think I've ever seen. Uh, like, she even had like the little needle teeth uh, sticking out of her mouth. That was pretty awesome. She was such a like consistent level that like I, I forgot how she said that she had them in there to actually stay with the movement of her jaw without uh, falling out or getting kind of uh, offset. 
um, because it, uh, she did say it was like a little custom, uh, like slightly custom thing uh, that how she had it all put together. But it was, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then uh, on Saturday, uh, when we wanted to talk to her the most, uh, it literally kept passing her. Like you know, she was on the other end of the hall, and we saw her just uh, long enough to be able to see her walk away, or then we'd be walking past. Uh, she was dressed up as Doc Ock from Inner Spider-Verse. Yes. And... <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Now the, uh... Ah. Oh, yeah, we have an in. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, we few, got to interview Chris few. finally. We yes. got to get Chris on camera. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, sadly, yet again, on the day I wasn't there. Um, I'm noticing that I have a lot more fun when you're not around. Maybe that's because there isn't anybody to keep me in line. I can just kind of run around and do my own crazy thing. Uh, Chris, uh, comment or like if you had a good time with me. Let me rephrase that. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> Akala's saying, you did Mando? Mondo. Mondo? Our buddy Mondo. Oh. Mondo said I loved my time with the puppet. Oh yeah. Do you yeah, not know yeah. how to read? Eh, Jesus. Well, I see uh, M A N D O. My first thought is Star Wars Mando for like Mandalorian. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Mondo. You hear that, Mondo? He doesn't respect your people's culture. <laughs> wow. We went there apparently. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so that was all a thing. Um, I'm never interviewing you again then, Chris. <laughs> but to be fair, uh, so yeah, Chris, yeah, you did get a chance to finally talk to him about his stuff, which was really awesome. Um, <laughs> oh my, yeah, no, actually, Mike did. I was trying to avoid it. Um, but hell, he was. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so we, um, what else? Uh, we got to talk to Heather. We got to talk to... We got to talk to Heather a couple times. Yes, we did, unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, we, we got to talk to, um, uh, oh, Jay, or you got to talk to Jay. Use your words. Very good. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, the, the quick summary of why I wasn't there for all the fun that you got to have on Sunday. Um, yeah, so uh, a week ago, my wife and I had a kid. And um, turns out, uh, when you are just the second weekend after his birth, no, sorry, the, the weekend after his birth, um, your wife can only be so understanding if you are going to a convention, uh, even if it's for work. Um, hey, you know how you avoid that problem? No. No. Just no. Okay, just saying. <laughs> now that we're on the same page. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, no, we did get to talk to Jay. Or Mike saying, got to talk to Jay. At some point, and, you got to um, cut the cord. You, you at some to point, you got to cut the cord. Moving on, uh, Mike got to talk to Jay, and uh, you guys did seem to have a bit of fun with that. We had a lot of fun with that. We got to we got to talk to uh, to Aaron, new friend that we made. 
Um, oh. We have to talk to Lars. Almost uh, missed. Franco. Hey, man. Uh, saw David Hayter <laughs> while he was dressed up as Cindy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so uh, a lot of fun stuff going on this weekend. So Franco cosplay uh, comedy. Uh, another friend uh, of ours. If if you like a guy that uh, just really doesn't take himself seriously and has <laughs> like us, <laughs> and has got the uh, the gender swap. Uh, well, not even gender swap. Just like a full cross uh, dress cosplay uh, down as like. His thing. He's got a point. It's awesome. He's got a point. That's that's literally how that conversation goes. Wow. Wow, really? That's exactly how that conversation goes. Good call out. Thanks, Franco. Just, guys. <laughs> a lot of angry faces. <laughs> Y'all are killing me. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Chris, yeah. are you asking or telling so, um, did you get to talk to Aaron, or was this, uh, I'm assuming this is more, uh, he's trying to promote Aaron? I don't know. I'm not uh, sure what he's doing. <laughs> so, uh, Aaron is, um... Shake yes if you're trying... Oh, wait, we can't see that. <laughs> uh, let me double check. <laughs> yeah, so, Lucky 13 art cosplay, Aaron. Uh, friend of Chris and uh, Erica's, amazing cosplayer as well. Uh, she is. Oh, yeah, that works too. She had. Uh, if I can get pulled through it, one. Uh, she pulled off a really badass um, Red Sun Supergirl. Yes, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, among other really awesome stuff. Like, uh, that, she's another one who her uh, costuming. Uh, and particularly armor building ability is just next level. But uh, anyway, so uh, who else did we get to talk to or what else did we get to do? I know every night we went and slept. No, you did. Yes, because that's one thing you don't realize is how tired. Yeah, so we uh, we did try... Oh. Uh, I don't think that's the right one, Chris. I don't know. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we uh, we did try to do some live streaming at the convention on Saturday, which had technical difficulties uh, more than a few times. Only got one of the uh, three attempts to work, and even then, it cut out a few times. Cut out like literally. Oh, hey, we're talking about the oh, feed cut out. Yeah, like literally. Uh, oh, no, okay, we're back. Yeah, we, we, we'd go and, uh, like, within the same thought, it would cut out and pause the stream, like, three times, uh, and then give us, like, 10, 20 minutes of solid uh, streaming, and then cut out again another three times. Well, we did do an entire lap of the convention center. Almost. Uh, we, there, there were a couple spots. I missed, like, the front right. And we didn't hit anything downstairs, but, uh, yeah, so... We, we tried. Oh, speaking of downstairs, we got to talk to the guys from Docs. Yeah. Uh, actually, I actually need to get up there and get my comments. We, we did try to um, hit up uh, as much as we could on the live stream and just to be able to show the experience what the convention was. But to be fair, um, there's really only so much, even in a live stream, that you are capable of explaining about the convention experience and how just exhausting it can be. 
Um, like it, but it's still fun. It's yeah, awesome. It's, it's hard to explain, stuff, but it, it, like, it really is one of those things that you kind of need to be there to experience for yourself. Um, and if you're gonna go, wear comfortable shoes. I made yeah. the mistake of breaking out new Converse's going into that. Oh wow! Uh, I just saw Chris said uh, about a she minute ago that two weeks yeah. Uh, so Erin cool. from Lucky Thirteen cosplay, uh, she made her Red Sun Supergirl in two weeks. No. Which yet again, impressive. Um, I mean, impressive. you always hear cosplayers talk about con crunch and trying to do like half or all of a cosplay, like a very complex cosplay within like one to two weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that. What she walked away with with her Red Sun uh, Supergirl may actually be one of the best examples of how much can Sounds be Sounds like you people weeks. need to maybe get better at time management. Just saying. <laughs> Good luck. You you know that some cosplayers will kill you for even attempting to tell them that, right? <laughs> Two drink minimum. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, honestly. Only a classy hotel, though. Really? Man. I mean, honestly, a convention that has a two-drink minimum for a hotel of any kind is really uh, appropriate. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. we nerds aren't exactly picky. Again, you say we and nerd. I was an athlete in high school, sir. I played an actual sport, unlike you. Swimming is not a sport, it's an activity. Just like cheerleading, swimming in band. Can't really activity, not a sport. Oh wait, how many times hey, did me, football me... go to state while you were while we were in school? And Once. How, how many times Once. did band go to state? Yeah. How many kids are in the band? Yeah. You think that was all on you? Come on, son. You're eh. Stupid trumpet. Yes, I remember what you played. I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, just uh, to try to get things back slightly more on the rails. Oh, no. Um. <laughs> yes, we are called Dallas Geek for a reason. Uh, <laughs> and your sister's saying cheer is a sport. No, it's not. Wow. Tell my niece it's not a sport. Wow. Okay, we're going there. Um. <laughs> That's funny, Jesse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just to try to get things slightly back on the rails, um, so let's go ahead and uh, quickly go over uh, the good, the bad, and the meh from the convention. So the good, what were the highlights for you? We made lots of friends. Yeah, we did. And honestly, that we will continue to go back to conventions. That is especially the ones here in Dallas that is one yeah. of the best parts about these conventions is that it is surprisingly easy to start making friends at these things and like I know that there are a lot of people that come to these conventions by themselves and are really nervous about trying to reach out and make new friends um, because you know if you're by yourself and you see a whole lot of people uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world to bring yourself to just go randomly say hi to somebody that you have no introduction to. But I have to say, if there was ever a group of people that make it about as easy as humanly possible to do that, 
is probably the group of people at these conventions here in Dallas. And especially and, the people that we know. Yeah, in particular, the everybody in the cosplay community uh, in Dallas-Fort Worth, um, they are probably some of the most accepting people that I've ever met. Yeah. Um, like, I know that, uh, like, when I first uh, started getting into conventions, it was one of the hardest things for me to try to get out there and meet new people. But honestly, once I started... Well, I mean, look at you. Yeah. But once I started uh, meeting the cosplayers, uh, it was always just shocking how quickly people were to reach out and say, hey, uh, are you new to conventions? You, you seem a little lost, or uh, I, do, do you want uh, do, do you want us to show you around? Uh, you know, uh, oh, you have a, a really cool shirt on uh, for this thing that I love too. Uh, what did you think about this or this? And it just kind of snowballs, and it it's it's more than I think I've ever seen any other com uh, community within this size of uh, event ever uh, just bring in new people. Like, yeah. It is impressive. No, I totally agree, man. Um, and it, it doesn't even matter which convention either. Go to any of them. Find the cosplayers. It happens every time around here. Like, the nerd community is so accepting because they know what it's like to kind of be different and a little bit on the weird side. Mm. Because, like, anime is not normal. It's not normal to like anime. It's not normal to like comic books. It's not normal now. Well, not here. But, well, no, but I mean, but growing up, you weren't cool if you were a comic book nerd. That Yeah, that, that, that's true. But now they rule the damn world. Now yeah. Avengers Endgame is the gonna be the biggest movie of all time yeah like it's so cool to see the the big shift from oh you guys are weird you guys like this that's not normal like but now it's, it's everywhere it's yeah it's the pop culture norm yeah and it's almost like a hey we were in the club first kind of thing yeah which so that is but we're also super accepting of new people that want to join the club yeah so uh one Quick side note, because uh, especially when you try to look up the online cosplay community, you'll see it much more often than you do at the conventions. Um, anybody that is part of any aspect of the nerdy community online that takes offense at the newcomers uh, that don't fit the typical nerdy um, stereotype. Um, and don't like that somebody that seems a bit more mainstream is getting into these nerdy events and these nerdy uh, fandoms um, because, you know, uh, well, they aren't real nerds or they just don't look the part or they, um, you know, they, they didn't have to go through the same kind of uh, teasing and torment when they were growing up. No. Uh, that That's... That's a lot of that is an online thing. It, it's it's a weird ego thing for some people, but when you go to these events in person, you don't usually come across no. it as much. I can't say it won't ever happen. No, because sadly there are some people that just never grow up. Uh, but there are, there are ass hats in the world. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, in the end, most of the in-person interactions you're going to have at these conventions are worth remembering. No. Um, 
So yeah, uh, other than cosplay uh, and the cosplayers, what else was uh, on the highlights reel for you? We made Kyla cry. We already got over that. That was a big highlight. And you know that uh, she's probably just gonna hurt you if you keep bringing that up. She can try. She can try. And she'll succeed. No, she's she proven won't. it before. No, she won't. No, she hasn't. Anyway. she's actually beaten you up uh, before. I may not have witnessed it, but so then you how did you know that it actually happened? Because she said she did, and you even had to admit it. I admit no such things. You know why? They were witnesses because you admitted it. I do not fabricate lies, sir. Is the right way to phrase that? Yeah. Even if it was, that is. <laughs> even if it was, that is so far from true. Uh, anyway. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she called you old. Uh, I am old. You're old. Eh. So, um... Who's got a kid? Kids don't old. indicate age. Old. They indicate effort. Old. Or <laughs> dumb luck. Eh. No. So, um, yeah, what, what else uh, was on the highlight reel? Um... I mean, sadly, we did not have the chance to be able to go and see the Back to the Future panel. Yeah, that would have been on the highlight reel if we had gone do, uh, to get in. But, but somebody had to have a kid. And it was also extra. I would have paid extra. Mm. I would have paid extra in a heartbeat. Mm. But somebody had to have a kid. She can't hear me, right? Uh, she can all... Uh, Sarah can always hear you. <laughs> She's saying just year old. I'm not. The hell Thank is you, a, Kyla. What the hell is I'm? I'm. She meant I'm. Right. Oh, Brad is fine. Sorry. Maybe learn how to type with your stupid fingers. Wow. We're just really going there, aren't we? Yeah. Anyway, uh, trying to get this back on the rail so it's at least somewhat coherent. Good luck. Um, so I would have to say that another thing to go on my highlight reel was um, Artist Alley. Uh, there were a lot of really good artists uh, yet again there this year. Um, and yeah. I just, I'm always a fan of going to check out what new offerings are there. Right. Um, it was, of course, uh, slightly biased when you know our friend Lars was uh, one of the artists over there uh, who was just showing off so much of her awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, which, of course, uh, once we're able to get the interview that you did up with Dalen, uh, you guys will be able to see yet more of Lars's work with his trident. Yeah. Uh, she hand sculpted she that it. thing uh, from scratch and it is, oh, it is impressive. She made it, it. she made it a good. Yeah. Um, um. Anyway. Uh, what else? Um. It's all a blur. Oh, <laughs> of course. You you mentioned Docs. Yeah, Docs was probably a highlight that I missed out on a lot of the fun of. Yeah. But um, yeah. So Docs comics up in Frisco. Are you asking or telling? Frisco. Are you asking or telling? Are you Ron Burgundy? Question mark. Frisco, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, 
Sorry, Doc, if you actually end up seeing this. Um, Dumbass. <laughs> oh, speaking of puppets, look who just jumped on. Hey, Hector. Uh, so, yeah, you, you totally missed earlier when we were going all on about uh, Mike's uh, molestation by your puppets, and um, totally worth it. But uh, I'll point out this is a crime in 50 states, and we have video of it. It's not a crime if the thing that molested you wasn't alive. That is not how that works. <laughs> it totally is. An inanimate object is not capable of molesting you. That is absolutely not how that works. I dare you to go uh, out in public and say a puppet molested me and wait to see who takes you seriously. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> anyway, Kyle, first go, yes. Um, so, uh, Doc's Comics, um, getting back to that, yeah. uh, I mean, they are a... Do you know where they're at, Brad? They're in Frisco, Brad. I follow them on Facebook, I can look it up. They're in Frisco. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, so I, I'm... Dumbass. Your mother's pulling the Captain America on you. Language. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, yeah, there, there's a lot that I should, I need to be better caught up on, uh, but I've been a little distracted of late. Yes, Docs is in Frisco. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Docs Comics, uh, I do know that they host a lot of really awesome events. They have a lot of, uh, like, magic tournaments, they have a lot of D&D, uh, nights, uh, some great, uh, comic feature events, and... Um, of course, we missed out because we were at the convention, but they, uh, they had a really awesome, uh, comic, comic book day yeah. event. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, Docs and Madness are probably two of the best comic book stores in North Dallas that are just absolutely worth your time. Um, really good for events, really cool people. And you go in there, you're gonna spend time in there talking to everybody and just really, kind of having a good time. Really well educated staff on what they sell. Yep. Like they, they know their comics, they know their games, they know their merch, and uh, they know their nerdy fandoms, which is, you know, that's kind of all you ever want from most uh, comic book empl store employees. Right. Because you, I mean, you always have the one uh, person that'll come in for the first time, or for the first time in several years, and just really hasn't stayed up to date, and just has questions about, well, what's this, who's that, uh, what's the deal with this game, right. whatever, and it helps when the people at the store are able to answer your questions. Yeah. And yeah, Docs, uh, it, they, they do have a great staff, I mean, the people that we talked to at the convention were really great and yep. Doc in particular, um, I mean, it's really great when uh, the owner of a comic book store like that is so enthusiastic about uh, that whole part of nerdy things. Yeah, like, it's great. Yeah, we talked about a lot of the stuff that he himself plays in the interview that Brad should hopefully have posted soon, provided he can get to it soon. It will. Uh, so, <coughs> the next excuse me, sorry. Uh, the next interview from the convention that is going up is actually uh, the one with Shane, oh, and yeah. then after that, it's going to be with the one with Doc. Cool. Yeah. Um, and if the if the picture's bad, 
sorry. Yeah, oh, no, I, we, we were gonna, yeah, later, later. I, uh, I still have a lot to learn. I know. Okay. Uh, so, um, this is what happens when you give me technology. If you guys, re if you guys remember, um, everything that we have talked about in previous live streams, I'm the one that usually runs all the behind-the-scenes stuff, I do the editing, I run the equipment, um, and we were supposed to have a, um, a, a second camera guy that was going to be working with us over the weekend, but, um, he got sick, and so, uh, that's why I was there for two days, and then... Mike had to figure things out on Sunday. Did I um, figure things out at least okay enough? You gotta see. It's passing. It is. I'll tell you. It is. <laughs> uh, we can bring you up to that uh, B plus A minus range uh, really quickly. I'm okay with that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mike is starting to finally learn the actual technical behind the scenes stuff. And um, yeah, no, that that is, you know. Good for you. Stop touching me like that. You're not a puppet. Yeah, there's literally, like, this is live. You're getting molested <laughs> live. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, but yeah, so we are actually, we can't wait to be able to get uh, Doc's interview up because Doc, uh... Have you watched it yet? A bit, yeah. Okay. It's really good. Okay. Um, and honestly, I really want to be able to do more stuff with Doc in the future. Uh, he's just... Got his business card. Yeah, he, he's great. Yeah. He's really great. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'd say those are pretty much the big highlights. Yep. Um, so now we have the... So that's the good. Now we have the bad and the meh. So the bad... Was there anything bad? Honestly, the only bad... There are really only two bad things that I, I can remember say. Remember, we were invited as press. No, I know. Uh, there, there are really only two bad things I can say uh, about the convention, and even then, they aren't really the convention's fault. No. It's just the circumstances of the week of the weekend. Um, the first being, uh, Fan Expo as a convention is actually really good. No. Um, but on the years where they coincide with other uh, like long-running conventions or big nerdy events like in this year's case um, was Texas Frightmare Weekend mm -hmm. and Free Comic Book Day mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it it creates a slight uh, traffic problem mm -hmm. uh, on the floor and not their usual traffic problem where there are too many people. It's that uh, people tend to disappear yeah. more than what they normally would. Uh, so while if you are an attendee, it's actually a good thing because you are able to move around easier yeah. uh, during the high point of Saturday, which is always the worst time to try to get around on the main convention floor. Um, it does end up meaning that uh, a, you're missing out on other things that you could have been at, and B, um, it just, if you wanted to go to the convention and see that mass of people, like if that is actually your thing, because there are some people that genuinely do like the big mass of people, um, that's just not there. Yep. So... I mean, in the end, that's not, like I said, that's not really the convention's fault at all. Uh, that's just timing, because 
I mean, while we can try to come back and say, well, you know, the convention has complete control over what weekend they pick ahead of time. They have complete control over uh, choosing whether or not to have it coincide with other events. The reality of what happens behind the scenes, and this isn't just Fan Expo, this is all of these big conventions. Um, once you get to a certain size of convention, there are only certain venues that you can really go to to hold and if you have a consistent venue already that can hold your convention yeah. there uh, they already have dates pre-booked out a year to even three five years in advance for other things and so your convention uh kind of has to take whatever gaps are available as it comes up and honestly um Pricing for the convention is going to vary from weekend to weekend, year to year. Yeah. And so, because the convention has to build and make a profit as well, they have to try to go for whatever weekend is going to be the most profitable, yeah. uh, both because of how much it's costing them to uh, rent out the space and because of the estimated number of people that will actually show up. And idea. there's just really not yeah. an easy way to foolproof those logistics. Like, well, you, you can't plan the date on any of these conventions perfectly. Well, like next year, it's in March. Yeah. And so they went from first weekend of April to first weekend of May to last weekend of March. And I think, was it the year before that or the year even before that, that it was like beginning of June? Yes. I mean, it. so, yeah, unless... But that was back when they were running three a year. Yeah, so I mean, Unless you, as a convention, are large enough to be able to dictate terms uh, to the convention center, yeah. like say New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con, where you can get this uh, whatever weekend you want, um, you can get all the terms that you want, yeah. and there's really no negotiation issues that you have to deal with because you just are yeah. and the convention center literally depends on you as uh, probably one entire quarter of their business's worth of profits. Right. Um, unless you are at that point, you just kind of have to work through what comes up. So, yeah, people are always going to complain about uh, the weekend that Fan Expo comes up on, um, but that's not something that they can really fix. No. Um, well, it's not on WrestleMania weekend again next year. Yeah. This was nice to not have it on WrestleMania weekend this year. Oh, we have uh, Sarah Baum on here that says that she's actually glad that it's in March because it doesn't conflict with any other major conventions or ring fair. Which, to be fair, that is true. Because um, I know that a lot of uh, the ring fair stuff kicks up, like, I think, in the April, beginning of May. I think so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. I, and that is another really good point that a lot, a surprising number of people in the cosplay community around here also are heavily involved in the Ren Fair uh, community. Uh, I mean, there are very obvious tie-ins. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, to be able to see that both of those events are capable of coexisting as well is nice too. Um, but yeah, so that, that's one of uh, my two main bad parts of the convention. The other bad part, honestly, um, 
had to do with, um, oh, what was it? Uh, good job, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, 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 uh, crap. I'm drawing a blank. I had it a minute ago. I know. These are. This is why I'm supposed to write things down. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna throw you a lifeline. I'm just gonna sit here. I know. Right. I know. Oh, oh. Um. So yeah. One. One of the other uh, downsides was strawberry shortcake. The poodles. The ongoing issue that happens. I mean, really every yeah, year yeah, about I'm trying to throw you off. Yeah. About um, guest. Uh, cancellations. Yeah. Um, and I mean, honestly, that's really, once again, nothing that the convention can control. No. Um, there were a couple although, of to be fair, ones this there year. weren't yeah. really any, I don't think there's really anybody that was, that canceled that was so insurmountable that. You had a guy that was here for the last five years not come this year. Momoa. Oh, yeah. But yeah, even then, I, I don't think that there was really because they had enough other big names. That's true. But then, like, uh, Linda Carter, then only cut it down to one day, and then yeah, yeah, there was some stuff. I mean, there was like it was unfortunate, but I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. So I mean, and that's honestly that's going to be a continued uh, no. issue every year. It's not even this year specific. No. It's just it's unfortunate. But it yeah, I, I, uh, but then yeah, uh, do you have any bad? I don't think so. Okay. A lot of walking. A lot of walking. Um, they were in the right part of the convention center this year. The setup was really good. That, yes. So... Do you disagree with me? It's less about the part of the convention center and more... Um, I'm waiting for the year that they can expand the convention enough to take over more of the convention center. Because when you're able to go from A through D Hall. Yeah. And I think that was only they only did that first year, right? Yeah, uh, the very like the first year or two years that they were there before Fan Expo bought it. Yeah. When it was still like Fan Expo uh oh, sorry, uh, when it was still Dallas Comic Con. Yeah. Um they actually had um uh, what was it? Uh, I think that year was they had um C through F? Yeah, that's right. Because we had to walk the Skyway. Yeah. Um, they, they, they had a lot. Plus, uh, I think they were using B Hall as uh, one of their uh, like their big stage. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. When they can finally get to a size where they can take up more of the convention center so that we can actually have a larger yep. experience. And part of that is programming, uh, because they they always continue to try to add more to, to programming, and so much of their programming uh, has to deal with um, what the fans express that they want to see. Yeah. Um, this year they brought in their little Digicon experience for trying to bring in digital influencers uh, to be able to meet people, and that was. It was an interesting idea. I don't know if the execution really held out as well as they were hoping it would, but it was an interesting idea. It's um, an interesting question that Sarah just posed. 
Hmm. Yeah, so uh, the question uh, that was brought up uh, by Sarah is, uh, do we think it, there were too many, they were trying to have too many con uh, reunions at the convention at the same time? Um, because it... Oh, damn you, Mondo. Damn you so hard. Because uh, it did seem uh, like that was contributing to the line and crowd issues. Um, sort of, like, I don't think that there is necessarily a problem with having so many uh, reunions they or, like, to do full a, cast They've collections. been trying to do Back to the Future for a few years now. Yeah. And they would always get a cancellation, so I think this year they wanted to do it, like, come hell or high water. Yeah. And, like, I don't think there's really a problem with having, like, full, uh, like, multiple full cast uh, collection at had, the convention. The I think that's fine. They had Smallville. They I had think World. part of uh, what could be improved there is partly a uh, scheduling time that you know you just need to better yeah. schedule out how the events around those uh, groups work. But part of it, I think, also has to deal with. Um, yeah, Chris. Chris has a good point too. Like the, I don't necessarily think that it was so many celebs. I think it was like the variety of celebs. Like there were a ton of people that I would have wanted to see if I would have actually been able to take the time. But like Chris told us, like he waited in Zach Levi's line forever, and then they cut it off before he could get up there. Mm -hmm. So I think because they do this at San Diego. Yeah. Um, but like I mean, if you think about it, I think what it, would be uh, one of the best things that they could do to improve the celebrity side of Fan Expo is they—I don't think they should be trying to clump the celebrities together uh, in such a tight space like they are right now. See, I kind of—I kind of want to argue with you because I think that would make it easier to get through one line and then go get into another and then get so, into another and get it. Like I, I don't think that uh, I'm not saying that they I should maybe be in the, the same general area. I think maybe I the think grouping. That, they don't need to be so like all of a hall yeah. was the celebrity area. Yeah, I think that instead of just using all of a hall as their celebrity area, they could have easily taken that, used half of a hall as their celebrity area, used half of B hall as their celebrity area, and t uh, moved everything from B hall and everything else from there back further down towards like E and F. That's a um, lot of walking though. That's the point. Like if, if well, they could do that and then walking. fill in the rest of the convention floor with more like activities. Uh, so like have, you know, bring in, uh, like GameStop for example had a booth with some like gaming cabinets and things up. If they could do more things of that, like actually have an arcade setup in part of the convention floor, and then have um, part of uh, the floor set up as you know, like take the cosplay area and expand it out to the cosplay experience, so that they are able, uh, so that you not only have the cosplay guests, but you actually have more area devoted to like the cosplay backdrops and the yeah, actual like experiences uh for like the uh the, the jurassic park uh vehicles the the sci-fi uh backdrops the the walking dead stuff uh like really expand that and make that 
more of an experience than a quick little pop-up. And do that more, make much more of the whole convention experience based, and then you can add in more vendors down uh, the line, spread the events out, so that you aren't continuing to go into just the far right side are vendors. The middle is the, um, oh that's for, oh, okay. uh, I'd like some comments. The, the middle is uh, the artists and then uh, cosplay and then everything else after that's celebrities. No, I, I think the four needs to be better blended yep. and you would be able to clean up uh, so much of the congestion issue. Agreed. Um, even with, like you, I think realistically you could go in there and have like, between three and five complete casts of something popular uh, at Fan Expo. And if you lay the floor out properly, you won't have the con uh, congestion problems. Yeah. I think it's doable, because if San Diego can do it, and it's just a matter of space, yeah. Fan Expo can too. That's true. So. But, and then what was your, uh, what was your meh? Ah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Sarah, it, yeah, no, it is nice having them all in one area uh, to be able to jump uh, from line to line. I think that the area just needs to be better spread out and better thought out. Because right now, I think the biggest problem with the celebrity area is because you have, like, front side celebrity, back side celebrity, side celebrity, the lines all kind of end up intersecting in the center, and so it becomes much more crammed and feels more claustrophobic. Well, Chris, um... We'll keep that in mind, but if you want to maybe throw some press passes our way. Hmm. Or maybe, you know, bring us in as, a, as advisors. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I, I think it would be uh, nice if, you know, we could be brought in for the convention as a press Anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll reach out to you later, Chris. Whatever you can make happen, we'd be okay with. But, um... Yeah, so, what else? Uh, oh yeah, so the meh. The meh. Um, I think the meh was just that... Don't I don't hurt, know. Don't hurt yourself. I don't know. I... I think... I mean, I think that if you try to hold up every fan expo, to the level of expectation of having something like mon uh, monument of the monumental. monumentally yeah. memorable uh, every single year, you're going to be continually disappointed. Sure, because not even San Diego is fully capable of that yeah. without being able to have like the big movie premieres and the big mm. uh, game debuts and all that stuff. But Which um, one is, when is San Diego this year? Is it July? I think. Oh, look it up later. Yeah. Um, but Food running out. I think yeah. there are a couple of minor adjustments. Uh, just going back to the whole, there needs to be more emphasis on the experiences versus uh, the things you walk away buying. Yeah. Uh, that would be able to make Fan Expo so much more uh, generally memorable. Um, I mean, it's always going to be a memorable convention. It's always going to be a fantastic uh, thing. Yeah. I just, because I enjoy the convention so much, because I genuinely do like uh, all of the potential that it has, um, I see everything that could be just 
tweet a little bit here, tweet a little bit there, uh, to be able to make it that much better. Yeah. And I am. But yet you spend. I want to see that happen so much. So so Mondo trying to get smart, but Mondo doesn't realize that he spends as much time with me as he does as I do with Brad. Just saying, Mondo. Um, no, I agree. Um, and Kyla brought up a good point. Food running out. That was a problem. Oh my god. So, a few years back, they actually did have more food vendors. Stop. Energy drinks. Yes, they need more. They don't have any. <laughs> last year, they uh, last year they actually had um, Red Bull and Monster. They didn't have them this year. I know. I was about ready to kill somebody for one. So not that I. You know, I'm moving around a lot. Anyway, um, so yeah, like that—that that is a big thing. Uh, be able to have, uh, like, even if they're not necessarily going to be sponsors, be able to have them as a presence there. Because uh, coffee's nice, but Jesus, like yeah. when I'm when I'm paying eight dollars for a cup of coffee. Yeah, I Monster and Red Bull, Five Hour Energy. Uh, you know, just bring in the big names. Um, you already know that they sponsor these kind of things. You already know that uh, they're popular. And Red Bull, when they came out and were offering free uh, samples, which were just, oh, we have like 20 cans that we need to get rid of in the next five minutes. Do you want three of them? Yeah. Um, and be able to have that give, just give, walking by. Give. That is... There's a reason why uh, nerds and gamers are considered energy drink junkies um yeah. fan expo needs to lean into that more because oh. they would like even if they uh they made a deal to say look um even if you don't want to give it away just sell the energy drinks and we'll take like 0.5 percent of uh your revenue from the convention um and give you a massive discount on your space at the convention. Uh, that alone... God, could I, could I help pay for that to happen? Like, that alone, do you have any idea how many uh, people at these conventions would just be trying to go into cardiac arrest down yes. in these things? Like, like, I'm sorry, but like when... It would be so helpful. When you're on your feet as much as you are, when you're moving as much as you are, like, the coffee's nice, it is, but again, do I want to pay for an $8 cup of coffee from Starbucks? I can say their name, right? We're not going to get in trouble. No, I mean, they, they have a permanent uh, spot at the conventions there. So Starbucks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, yeah, if I'm going to spend $8... And we're not being sponsored by them, so we don't have to talk nice. I wouldn't be sponsored by them to hell with them. Um, hey, was that Starbucks allowed? money is good money. Was that allowed? Eh. Yeah, but they're... Nah, anyway. <laughs> um, you, you weren't about to go into the Christmas cup argument, were you? No, I was about to go into the politics argument. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, um, number one, the only place that you can get... Greer Austin Comic Con had a Coca-Cola booth set up, and they were giving out free samples of all the flavors. I had a lot of samples. <laughs> that, that's fair. <laughs> that's another thing. Energy drinks, yeah, that's great. But... Why aren't, like, the other major soda brands trying to make a presence at these conventions, too? It was a little weird. I mean, you know... Dr. Pepper is here. Like, yeah, you Dr. know Pepper that... Dr. Pepper is literally here. They're you know that major soft drinks are popular in this crowd. Yeah. Why is that not even an attempt? Now, I will be honest with you. I don't think I had a single soda that weekend. Dude, I was, I was drinking water left and right. Yeah. Oh. To stay hydrated, but at the same time, like, like I said, it... it 
the coffee's overpriced, mm -hmm. and there's only one place that you can get it at. If they have vendors, just one in the north, one on the north, south, east, and west end of the convention floor, like literally just spotted up where you can just pop up and hit and like, oh, yep, five bucks for this, you know. Um, and once again, dude, it would make life so much easier. Companies also sell water. So that would be an easy way to be able to say, hey, uh, we want your uh, soft drink company to come in and sponsor the event with one stipulation. Half of the options that you offer up to people have to be bottled water. And do you have any idea how uh, helpful that would be for people to just survive? Well, how, many, how many soda companies have their own bottled water? I think every one of them. Exactly. Well, I don't know about Dr. Pepper, but I know that, Coke has That's the only one that I can think of that maybe doesn't. Like I know Coke, Coke has, has it, and I know uh, I'm like ninety percent sure PepsiCo has their own. Right, but no, that's yeah. Uh, people were generally not. Drinking I know they aren't drinking water, but they need to. And you know yeah. that if it was available, uh, it would be a helpful thing. But not everybody's smart like us, Chris. Yeah. Not everybody's smart like. All us. right, here we go. Uh, you keep talking. Yeah. Gonna, all right. Um, but yeah, that's something that I would like to see. Uh, and along to Kyla's point as well, the fact that they kept running out of food. Um, <laughs> I agree, Franco. I agree. Um, PepsiCo does Gatorade. Yeah. Hey, it's got electrolytes, which is what plants crave. Let us know in the comments if you get the reference. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coke has Dasani. Yeah, Pepsi is Aquafina. Aquafina. Okay. Um. But yeah, just a better, I guess a better variety of food too. Cause I mean, so you had the cafeteria, mm -hmm. you had the concessions, um, little junkets on the walls, on the front and the back walls, uh, where you could get like snack foods and that kind of stuff. But I mean, it's... <laughs> so I've actually been to other conventions. Um, at, like even, even at, um, sorry to interrupt, oh, but yeah. even, at, even at Fan Days, they have the food trucks. Yeah. Well, like I've been at other conventions at uh, the Dallas Convention Center that will actually have like two or three dedicated areas inside the convention floor. It is the thirst <laughs> mutilator, guys. It is the first. It is the thirst mutilator. But uh, they will actually have like two or three spots around the convention center. I mean, we're talking uh, conventions that literally take up the entire convention center. Yep. Um, that will have like two or three spots on the convention floor, just roped off. Uh, with like five or seven food court options, yep. massive table settings, and you can just go over there, do your thing, but you will still also have the food out in the main hallway, downstairs, and uh, they'll have like the gift shop open uh, for their concessions uh, and whatever. Um, like, and I sure hope they have those uh, those free water stations at this year's Acon. Yeah. Yeah, that that's another that is another uh what with it being outside in june yeah <laughs> but like that that is another big thing that is kind of a uh, a meh on my book that just more food more water more energy drinks we just we need more caffeine we need more sustenance to get us through the days yeah um and don't run out of it. <laughs> like, yeah, a little more variety and a little more just quantity would be great. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I Yet again, th these are all just honestly minor 
things, if you take them individually, every one of these things are just minor tweaks and adjustments to Fan Expo that would make the whole experience just that much better. That, you know, little, uh, little change, little change, little change, and eventually you just found uh, that if you make even like five or six minor tweaks per year, a uh, couple years down the line, you now have a convention that is exponentially better than anything that you have uh, been to before in Texas. Like, yeah. and that's all it takes is just these little things that they you can't even call them like major problems or complaints. They just are, you know? I don't know. I, I, am I? Am I? Uh, Are you being a nerd? Yes. Well, no. I, like, am I nitpicking too much on this? No. I. I mean, I realized that trying to keep um, Fan Expo at the same level of uh, expectation that you have for San Diego. You can't really do that because they, they are very different conventions so. and the only way that you could have the same level of expectation as uh, for Fan Expo as you do San Diego is like 10 years down the line after they've continued to make these minor tweaks. Like that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Finish. Yeah, there we go. Oh, technology. Look at that. It'll click. Anyway. Ah, true. Yeah, no, Sarah, you are very right. Um, but yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, I, I think Fan Expo is one of those conventions that, because it's one of, if not the biggest convention in the state of Texas, uh, that is not a niche convention, like an anime convention is, for example. Uh, we're getting, we're gonna be about wrap up time. Uh, one second. So this is what happens when I. Uh, no, that's the universe telling jack us. Jack up the lights. That's the universe telling us we need to start wrapping it up. I guess. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I think. There you go. I, I think at this point. Um, oh dear lord, this all the way. Uh, Keep I'm talking. so pale. Keep talking. <laughs> You know what, David? I did. I did cry watching Endgame, and I'm okay with that. So yeah, um... And you didn't because you're a heartless, soulless person. Anyway, uh... Sorry. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, I would say that at this point... Good grief, look at how pale that made me. I would say... Or, that, I guess, look at how us showed that I am. Yeah. <laughs> I would say at this point, um... Yeah. If we could keep seeing the, uh... In, Andrew even talked about it during our interview with him. Yeah. Uh, if we continue to see these minor improvements every year, like he does genuinely seem like he's trying to do. Um, and a lot of that is going to come back down to us, the people that go to the conventions, continuing to reach out to Fan Expo and say, hey, we would like to see this next year. Yeah. Hey, we would like to see this next year. Hey, could you guys do this for us? Um, eventually, if enough people ask for the same things, they will start to do it. Hey, wifey joined. Did you just? Yes, I did. Like this is a shock to you. 
Um, okay. But yeah, no, I. All it takes is just everybody continuing to reach out to them and just say, please, can we have this? Please, can you do this? Uh, and eventually, they will. Um, I mean, they are very. They may not move quickly, yeah. but they are very receptive to uh, fan requests. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think if we can all just continue to ask for these slight changes every single year, we will start to see the convention that we all know that Fan Expo can be. Yep. Agreed. So, everything's uh, dying right now. <laughs> yeah, the tablet just went out. Uh, <laughs> but the computer's going and the lights are back up, so we're fine. Uh, but yeah, on that note, uh, we should probably wrap it up because we've already... Hi, sweetie. Uh, we've is, she, already... is she stink-eyeing me? I can't tell. No, she's stink-eyeing me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, ah, yes. So anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I'd say that this is about everything that we can cover. Blame him. Repeating. Blame me. Yes. Always. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to blame me. Did you see the face she was just giving us? Yes. I'm sorry, giving you? Yes. Okay, I don't want that coming my way. Uh, and yet it does so often. <laughs> so. <sighs> Not it, from her, though. Anyway, uh, yeah, so on that note, um, Guys, we will uh, continue to try to be more consistent with our live streams uh, moving forward. Um, we will we'll also try to make sure that you guys are aware more than a day in advance uh, when we're going to be doing a live stream. So, um, yeah, until next time, uh, thank you all for joining us. And um, if you are catching this video on the playback, uh, you can see this and all of our other videos on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, we have our the audio from all of our uh, interviews, all of our videos, plus uh, about to be some additional special extras uh, on the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Stitcher. Still can't quite seem to get uh, confirmed on uh, iHeart, yeah. but that's whatever. Um, Are we on Vine? Is Vine still a thing? Is Vine still cool with the kids? Twitter bought them, so yeah. we are on Twitter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so no, I can't say do it for the Vine anymore. You can do it for the Graham. Uh, anyway, <sighs> bye, Chris. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, and. Yeah, just please go check out the rest of our stuff. Uh, also, uh, if this is the first time that you have seen any of our content and you've actually made it this far, uh, congratulations. You, you are fantastic. We love you. Brad and you please don't forget to subscribe or follow us because that would be so helpful. Um, and yeah, until next time, this is Brad and Mike from Dallas Geek saying see ya. <laughs>